The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. A bizarre audio clip floating around the internet may give us a clue behind the phenomenon known as Missing 411. And then we travel to Vietnam to meet a young woman about to buy a refrigerator. As she pulls the money out of her wallet and hands it over to the cashier, little does anyone know that they have just stepped foot into the world of the damned today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garbiner. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. You're like, not after yesterday's episode, dude. That was that was pretty rough, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But someone who's never bad but always good walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Everyone give it up for Sean. Woohoo! yeah! Come on in, buddy. Come on in, Sean, into Dead Rabbit Command. Sean, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially through the Patreon or whatever, that's fine. It really is. Just help spread the word about the podcast. That really, really, really helps out a lot. Sean, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, so I'm going to go ahead and toss you a little engineer's cap and a shovel. We're going to hop on board the Carpenter Caboose. We're going to take this train all the way out to Pakistan. Train goes flying by. We're like sticking our heads out the window. Specifically, we're taking the train to Islamabad, Pakistan. We jump off the train and we ask someone, hey, man, we're looking for the tree. And they're like, what are you talking about? This country's full of trees. It's like, yeah, but we're specifically looking for the tree on Margala Hill Trail 5. And the dude's like, oh, you saw that video, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, that's why we're here. And we're walking through the city of Islamabad. <laughs> we're on the opposite side of the train, parked like right at the entrance of the city. It's three hours later. We finally find this walking trail. Just trees and nature, dirt and stuff like that. A couple birds. Kind of boring. But we're not here to see all that dumb stuff. We're here to keep walking. And then you hear... What? What? Did you hear that? Where'd that come from? Come this way, guys. Closer, closer. We're continue walking through the woods. And we hear... What? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> just, just tell the story. <laughs> just tell the story. Tell that you found a one-minute-long video. You found some TikTok. Just cut to the chase, bro. So anyways, I found this one minute long video on TikTok. What it is, this is trippy. There's an actor, there's a Pakistani actor named Ahmed Ali Akbar. He's an actor, and they were currently shooting a movie in this area, and during a break in filming, he was walking through Margala Hill Trail 5, and he heard that sound. Let me play the audio in full for you right here. Kami, 
Ahmed is walking through this area and he starts hearing that sound. That sound. And he identifies it as coming out of a tree. And he said this tree was about a foot and a half in diameter and had a, a, a hole, a perfect hole about the size of a coin. And he videotaped this. You can clearly see this. I'll put it in the show notes, obviously. But So that sound is coming out of the hole in the tree. And he's videotaping it. And he, listen, he, obviously people are going to think it's fake. And he goes, it's not fake. Now, anyone who fakes stuff, they're going to say it's not fake, too. But let's assume that this is real, right? It could obviously be a total forgery. Someone could have been like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm a famous actor, but you know what I like to do in my breaks? Fool people. Well, I guess, act- I guess actors do professionally get paid to lie to people. So maybe it is his hobby. But anyway, so he came across this tree and it's making this noise. He says it's totally authentic. This kind of went viral, right? Imagine if Brad Pitt. Imagine if Brad Pitt was like, "Hey guys, you won't believe it. I was walking around the Hollywood Hills and I found a chupacabra." Here's a video of this guy running through the bushes. Even if it really wasn't the chupacabra, you just saw like a tail. You people would still be talking about it. I mean, even if it's just like some stupid orb he picked up on camera, people would be like, "Brad Pitt believes in ghosts." It'd be a big thing. So this went viral over in Pakistan and. You had people come out and be like, that's fake. You had people come out and say, whoa, that's super spooky. And then you had other people come out. There was an actress named Anushi Ashraf. She responded to this and she goes, there's actually a scientific reason behind this. When trees are super dehydrated, they scream. Did you know that? Did you know that was a thing? Well, here's here's the issue with that. Yes, they do do that. (laughs) You're like, Jason, they clearly don't. I've never. I've never heard that in my life. Hold on. So I looked it up. And according to the Smithsonian, they have a, uh, on their website, smithsonianmag.com, they have an article. Trees make noise, and some of those sounds are cries for help. But if you look closer in the article, they say the trees do scream, but it's an ultrasonic scream, which humans cannot hear. So now we're back to square one. The debunking didn't work. So what is this? What is this? I mean, it, it's the most likely explanation is some sort of natural phenomenon, but moisture escaping from the tree? Who knows? I think, I'm not going to say necessarily like a, it sounds like a baby, right? I'm not saying like a baby soul is trapped in a tree or anything. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything that outlandish, but um, it could be something paranormal, definitely. It's interesting because the video is taken during the day, which also lends it this very, oh, I'm sure it's something normal vibe. It's not in the middle of a spooky forest during the witch's hour. It's like a it's a coffee break from shooting. It's like probably two, three in the afternoon. So it could be something natural. It could be something paranormal. But I think either way. It's not something they can easily identify. It's something that they go, oh, here's the answer, and then people moved on, but they didn't read the article themselves that they were posting where it says that it's an ultrasonic sound. Scientists need microphones to check it out. So I'm wondering if this is a super rare phenomenon that does happen, and it's either dismissed or it's never even really witnessed in the first place, unless you're walking through the forest 
and you hear that sound, which does sound like somebody in distress, a child, a baby, and you went to investigate it. And you got lost. Fall off the ravine. Move too far off the trail. You're never able to get back on it. You're just kind of wandering around the wilderness until your supplies run out. Which, you know, you're just hiking. You didn't think you were going to go on this big excursion. But if you were hiking on a trail and you heard that sound and you thought it was a baby in trouble, you may break off the trail to go find it. The source of that sound. And then you get there. You're like, oh, just a tree. Oh, no, where am I? Where am I? And you're lost. And you just had, you know, some trail nuts on you and a bit of water. Because you didn't plan on being out there for four days braving the elements. I'm wondering if something like this... we It's interesting because in the paranormal world, we come across the sound of babies crying a lot. Like crybaby bridges or children crying in the darkness or strange voices from the forest and people being lured out there. And then when you look at stuff like Missing 411, we don't know how they disappear or why they disappear, but it could be something natural like this that's drawing you off the trail. If I was walking, if I was hiking in the middle of nowhere and I heard that sound, I would keep hiking. I would be like, sorry, baby, I'll get to where there's some cell phone service. I'll tie a little string on this tree tree, so I can find my way back. I'm not walking through that bramble for a possible baby. If it was a real baby, if it was a baby going, no, it's really me, and I can see your shirt. You're wearing a black shirt and white shoes. I'd be like, okay, that's obviously a baby. <laughs> no, Jason, that's even more suspicious. And a baby can talk, and it can describe your clothing. If I heard what sounded like it could be a baby, I wouldn't save it. I mean, if it was in front of me, I'd pick it up. But if it was like I couldn't see it, like somewhere in the bushes I heard it, <laughs> I'd be like, that might not be a baby. Like, I can't clearly see what's making that noise, so I'm going to keep on walking. If I could see that it was a baby, I wouldn't be like, I'm all closing my eyes. I'm like, what? What's making the noise? I'm all stepping over the baby. He's grabbing my pant leg. Obviously, if I saw the baby, I would rescue the baby. But if I was walking and I heard a baby noise and I couldn't see the baby, I'm not getting off the trail to go save the baby. So this noise, I mean, that makes me smart, right? I'm never going to disappear in the middle of the woods. (laughs) A bunch of babies may die. (laughs) I may be responsible for the deaths of many lost children, but I won't get lost in the woods. But I think if you were hiking and you heard that sound, you may leave the trail. Never to be seen again or simply to not be seen for a while, right? You just die and they find your bleached bones out in the woods somewhere. And I'm standing over your bones. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. you got fooled by that screaming. There's a bunch of baby bones around him. I'm like, I'm going to ignore those. It must have been the trees that tricked you. <laughs> and I walk away. Yeah, who knows, right? That The thing with the missing 411 phenomenon, it's always like, what is causing them to disappear? And it could, you know, some people say it's like uh, the government in wearing these invisible predator-type suits. Some people say it's Bigfoot. Some people say it's interdimensional. And those could all be possible. But I, it could also be we could have people leaving the trail because they hear something like that. I think that would draw people off the trail. And... They're never seen again, or they're never seen alive again. We talked about on a recent episode, the world of the paranormal is told in the survivor's stories. 
People who encounter these entities or this phenomenon who don't make it, we never hear their story. We only know the stories of the times people get abducted by aliens and brought back. Or the people who interact with some sort of monster, some sort of cryptid, some sort of void, and and come back. So who knows what else is out there that we have no idea that's out there. Let's go ahead and switch gears. Sean, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are going to leave behind this forest. Make sure any babies you brought with you for that first segment, make sure you still have them. Because I'm not, I'm not responsible for them. Let's hop on aboard the carpenter copter. Sean, fly us all the way out to Vietnam. <laughs> We're in the city of Haiphong. The year is 2009. We're walking around this mall. It's called the Big C Haiphong Mall. Let's head on down to the Big C, is what they say in Vietnam. Let's go. So we're walking around with our shopping bags, and we're looking at shirts and buying pineapples and everything like that. And a pretty girl walks in. This pretty girl, pretty young girl, walks into the mall, and she walks up to a clerk and says... I want to buy a refrigerator. Can you show me what you have? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come this way. And they're looking. And he's like, this one keeps food cold. And she's like, what about that one? He goes, that one does it too. They're both fridges. Well, eventually she decides on which fridge she wants to buy. And she goes up to the cash register. And they said, "That one, this is insane. This is so insane. This actually isn't the weirdest part of the story. It gets weirder. It costs $3 million Vietnam Dong. That's the name of their currency. The Vietnam Dong. Three million Dong. That's $130 in U.S. money. That's always so weird to me. Like, how do you carry that much money around? You're carrying briefcase. You have, like, this huge briefcase. You're like, let's go to McDonald's, kids. Get the forklift. Like, I'm sure their bill... I'm sure they have, like, a bill that's one billion Dong. And you're, like, buying coffee with it. It's just weird. Why don't I would just change my money? I would say Vietnam Dong. It's not. We're not going to call three million three million anymore. We'll call it seven. It would just make more sense. But anyways, so this woman walks in with this giant crate of Vietnam Dong. She's like, "I hope you can count to three. I hope you can sit here and count these one dollar dongs three million times." So, anyways, they bring it in. It's only hundred thirty dollars for a fridge, which actually is pretty cheap. And the young woman says, can you deliver it to my house? And they're like, of course. So they're writing out a receipt. She doesn't cut. She, they're writing out the receipt, the address, and everything like that. Give it to her, the prick cut. Give it to the young woman, and she leaves. Well, shortly after that, a delivery man from the Big C Mall comes up in his delivery truck, gets out of the car, goes to the address, ding dong! At the door stands an old woman. Not like super old, not like 90s, nothing like that. But, you know, like she's middle-aged. The delivery driver walks up to her and says, Hey, I got this fridge delivery. I got this fridge delivery, and um, where do you want me to put it? I'm assuming the kitchen, but... Like, you want to do this now? Or And the woman goes, I didn't order a fridge. I, I mean, I need one. It'd be nice. But I didn't order one. There must be some sort of mistake. And the delivery driver goes, oh, no, no, no. Like, it was, it's actually already been paid for. Here, look at the receipt. 
And he hands the receipt, the delivery receipt, over to the middle-aged woman, and she looks at it, and she immediately bursts into tears. She begins sobbing. The delivery driver's like, dude, what? What's the matter? And she goes, I don't know how this is possible, because I see that this was just purchased like a couple days ago, but this is my daughter's name on this receipt. And my daughter's been dead for months. And before my daughter died... The day before she died, she told me, Ma, you know what? I'm going to buy you a new refrigerator. Those were her famous last words we had to put on her tombstone. She died in a car accident a couple months ago. How is this possible? How is this possible? And the mother's just sobbing, and she's perplexed, and she's like questioning the delivery driver and trying to figure everything out. And the delivery driver is freaking out about this. Like, the mom, obviously, I mean, this is either the cruelest slash best joke in the world. Like, yeah, sure, you're impersonating her dead daughter, but you get a free fridge. That's pretty good. That's going on. But the delivery driver's just like, oh, my God, is there a ghost? Is there... <laughs> I don't have anything to do with ghosts. He got this job because it was the least ghost job possible. If I'm in a delivery van, they can't catch up to me. He freaks out. He actually leaves. He doesn't leave the fridge there. That's still in the van. But he runs. He gets in his van. He drives back to the mall. Tells his boss, guys, you guys aren't going to believe this. Remember that fridge that you wanted me to deliver like 20 minutes ago? Well, a ghost bought it. A ghost bought it. The boss like, what are you talking about? And he goes, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain this. A ghost bought it because the name on the receipt is of a girl who died months ago. And the day before she died, she told her mom, I want to buy you a new fridge. And the boss is like, dude, I'm way too busy. I'm, I'm, I'm running an entire mall right now. I'm way too busy to figure this out. But the boss goes to the clerk, goes to the girl who rang up the transaction. He goes, hey, listen, Bob, back in delivery, is flipping out, saying that a ghost bought a fridge the other day when he went to deliver it. The mom said the girl had been dead for a couple months. Do you remember selling a fridge recently? She says, yeah, this young woman came in. She bought the fridge. It's three million dong. It's like, wow, that's a lot. But you do remember selling it. Oh, yeah, you know, I totally remember it. She came into the store and the, the boss is like, okay, well, let's go and see what we can pull up. And they go and they watch the CCTV footage, the security cam footage. There's no trace of the girl in the mall. But that's not even the weirdest part. Because the boss then goes, well, listen, she bought it. Even though we don't have it on video, she bought it. She gave us money for it. And we have a fridge sitting in our delivery truck. Let's go to the money counter. I'm assuming that's some sort of like cash office where they're putting their deposits. Because I don't know if this story, I know in America, when you buy something, it takes days for it to get delivered. I don't know if it's more efficient in Vietnam. But this story, it's very popular in Vietnam. I don't know if it all took place in a single afternoon or, or over a day or two in America. It would take like three weeks to finally get your fridge delivered. But anyways, the boss goes, let's go count the money. Because obviously she gave you $3 million, right? And the clerk's like, yeah, I mean, she might not show. She might be invisible to cameras, but she did give me money. So they go and they go to count the money. And as they're counting it, they find $3 million, but it's what's known as ghost money. 
Ghost money in the Vietnamese folk religion tradition is when somebody dies, you have this fake money that you burn to send with them in the afterlife. And there's exactly 3 million in Vietnamese dong in the money counter that is singed ghost money. Money that must have been made as an offering at the young woman's funeral. At the same moment that they realize the register has 3 million in ghost money in it, in the delivery bay, the refrigerator she purchased burst into flames. It's an interesting ghost story. This is a very, very popular tale in Vietnam. You have no names associated with it. So there's a lot of debate over how real the story is. Like, the the skeptics obviously go, first off, they just go, ghosts don't exist, or even wasting my time talking about ghosts. But the skeptics, the ones who do want to engage in conversation, they'll say, here's the thing, we don't have the names of anybody, so we can't verify any of this story. We don't have the name of the clerk, the mother, the delivery driver, or the boss. And any one of those could verify somehow these events happened in one way or the other. My push, that's true. And we do encounter that a lot, especially in ghost stories and in paranormal stories where people don't feel comfortable giving their names. So that is true. My counterbalance to that is we do have a date, a city, and a specific location, the Big C High Fong Mall. And we cover stories all the time that I'm like, I have no idea where this story took place. It could be anywhere in the world. So that's nice that we have those details. You have to wonder... Let's assume the story's true, because I do think it definitely seems to have the qualities of both like an urban legend, like a phantom hitchhiker type story. But those stories in America, you pick up a pretty young hitchhiker, she's in the backseat of your car, and when you get to her house, she's gone and she left like a wet jacket in your backseat. This story involves the exchanging of currency, it involves shopping for a while, and then having a fridge delivered to your mom because you said you were going to get her a fridge, and then the fridge exploding. You have all these other dramatic elements going on other than just a wet sweater. I don't know if this story is true exactly, but it's definitely a fascinating one. And it this ghost is doing things that ghosts normally don't do. Shop at malls, for one. Like, obviously, she was walking around. She was interacting with multiple people for this to even take place. But what it, what, what's interesting is we recently had that video footage. And I don't... I was going to cover it. I didn't get around to it because it just became so popular. Not There's a lot of stuff I don't cover, not because it's not awesome, but because you can read about it everywhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, everyone else has already read about that. Uh, let me pull up the city real quick. I didn't plan on doing this, but as I was telling the story, it reminded me of this. I'll put it in the show notes. In Argentina, recently there was that security guard who he's sitting at his desk, and the it's like late at night, the front door's open, and he gets up, and he is interacting with somebody who is not there. And he, like, is talking to him for a bit, and then goes back to check something, and then he, like, moves something so she can walk by... And then he goes and sits back down and continues with his 
day or night. Continues with his shift. And it went around the internet as a man interacting with a ghost. What happens is that through a series of events, the guard finds out that the woman he saw walk in that night had died a few hours earlier. He says that this elderly woman came in and said, I forgot something in my room. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead, ma'am. Let me move this out of your way. He writes it down in the log, and she goes into the hospital. But then, as this was being investigated, he finds out she'd been dead a couple hours before that. Now, this the video went around, and then you immediately began seeing the debunking, and then it stopped. And the, the, the debunking is weird. One of the ones was, obviously, people are saying he's just making it up. He was putting on a little show. You know how security guards do at 3 in the morning, put on a show for no one? They said that the front doors were broken, so they kept opening and closing. And so this man, this security guard, and this is all on video. You can watch it yourself. I'll put it in the show notes. If you guys haven't seen it yourselves, it was everywhere. The, the the officials of the hospital go, listen, he was making it up. What happened was the door was broken, so it was opening and closing so many times. At a certain point, he decided to get up and pantomime somebody coming in who wasn't really there. That's what officials of the hospital are saying. That's not what he's saying. That's what officials of the hospital are saying. So it's such a bizarre story in and of itself. I probably I probably should have done a full segment on it. But that just happened earlier this year. And this is what I imagine it would have been like. They say that they watch the CCTV cameras. They said there was no trace of the girl, but I'm wondering if there's video footage of the clerk pantomiming the transaction. And that's why they said, well, let's go check the money, because obviously it looks like you're taking money from someone, but there's clearly no one standing there. So then they would go back to check the money. And I'm wondering if that happened. Now, what's interesting, too, is the reason why this video from Buenos Aires, from this hospital in Buenos Aires, the reason why it made the rounds is because it got out. It went viral, right? Someone videotaped the videotape and sent it out. This ghost story about the young woman coming in to buy the fridge for her mom, the reason why that became popular was because, again, if the story is true, the mother said, hey, this isn't mine. I didn't order one. And oh my God, that's my daughter's name on that receipt. I wonder how many times ghosts do interact with people on a daily basis. Because here's the thing. If nobody ever questioned the security guard, he would just say, yeah, some lady came in. He wouldn't even mention it to anybody. It wouldn't be until it was brought to his attention be like, hey, why why did we see on video you talking to nobody? And he's like, what? He goes, no, I was talking to someone. What time? Yeah, I wrote it down logbook. She was in room 915, right? And they're like, yeah, she was dead already, dude. You may be at your work, you may be walking through the mall, or out in public, and you may have a full interaction with a ghost, and you don't know it. You have no idea what's going on. Now, obviously, if it was your grandpa, if you're sitting there drinking a smoothie, and your grandpa shows up and is like, I got one more last thing to tell you, Jimmy. You're like, Grandpa, you've been dead for 20 years. You know that's a ghost. But if it was a ghost of someone you didn't know, and you're at work, and someone shows up, and they're like... Hey, um, do you have like a Slim Jim so I can get into my car? My car, I locked my keys in my car and you're like, sorry, ma'am, we don't have Slim Jims here. She's like, okay. Like, would you ever know you interacted with a ghost? You're the only person sitting there. Apparently, apparently you work at a gas station. You're like, what? I didn't know that. You work at a gas station. Someone comes in and asks you for a Slim Jim. 
If you don't know, people are like, what? You're not feeding this poor lady? Slim Jim is a tool you use to pop open car locks. Slim Jims. I don't even know if that, I don't even know if that's a term anymore. They're pretty illegal to carry unless you have a unless you work at a uh, auto shop, but we used to use them. You get a Slim Jim. So, you imagine that that could happen. And what happened was 40 years ago that young woman locked her keys in her car and she couldn't get in and some madman buried a hatchet in her neck. You don't know. I mean, obviously now you're super paranoid. <laughs> Whenever someone's talked to you, you're like, okay, wait. Before we continue this conversation, are you a soul of the damned? <laughs> like, what? And they go, yes, and they disappear in a puff of smoke. You're like, ah, it's the third time this day. I wonder how often it happens. Again, we had checks and balances with the Argentina story and with the Viet- Vietnam story. But it's possible that people are interacting with ghosts all the time and they don't know it. But this Vietnam story I love because you have this idea of the ghost spending money, spirit money, which is a huge thing in Vietnamese culture. You burn, it's not just at the funeral, that's a big part of it, but it's at the funeral, it's on the annual memorial of the funeral, and the 1st and the 15th of every month. You buy this fake money and you burn it. And the idea is, is that you are using it to pay off the debt of the dead or to use it to bribe the god of the dead to bring you back to life. Super interesting ritual. I actually have a follow-up story about that. I want to say we're running out of time here, but it's a fascinating story. Can a ghost interact with us? That's always the big question. Um, How much power do they have on Earth? We have... People just walking around houses and you go, yeah, I just have a weird feeling here. When I go in a certain room, it's cold. And I'm not discounting those. I'm not discounting those experiences. But the different. I'm just talking about different power levels of ghosts. You can be in a house and you go, no, no, I totally, it's haunted. I've never seen anything. But trust me, you, you feel it. And then you have other ghosts that can appear as, uh, you know, just the head floating down the hallway. That was a particularly terrifying story. Put it in the show notes. We also have full body apparitions. We have ghosts that can throw things around. You see how we have this power level growing, but it's super rare. I mean, this might be a this might be a one off case where a ghost walks into a mall carrying currency, which doesn't look all burned up when she hands it to the cashier. This is a reality warping spirit. Fascinating story. If it's if there's any truth to it. This would be one of the most powerful ghosts that we've come across. It's very rare. I know it's popular in movies, but it's very rare that ghosts kill people. And this would be even more rare. A ghost that can exchange currency for goods. And what really cued them off was the mom saying my daughter's been dead and the refrigerator bursting into flames. If that didn't happen, if those things didn't happen, if she just came in and bought some watermelons and then <laughs> she carried them out and she demanifested the watermelons, just goes. <laughs> no one's going to watch surveillance footage to see why that woman threw the water. They just see some watermelons laying on the ground and some guy would walk out and be like, oh, I need to sweep them up, mop them up, and go about his day. On the one hand, this is incredibly rare. I've never come across a story like it before. But on the other hand, this might be fairly common. 
this might happen more often than not. We just don't have a chain of events where we can look back and go, that was a ghost. Ghosts could be interacting with us on a daily basis, and they just seem like everyone else around us. We can't even tell. And there's no reason for us to tell that that guy who's standing in front of us to get coffee, who gets his coffee and turns around and walks out of the coffee shop, you're not going to be like, I wonder if that guy was dead. You would have no reason to, to think anything about that. But he was dead. He died four years ago. But he was able to come and get a hot cup of coffee and walk out. Just leaves. You never see him again. <laughs> okay, guys, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with you. I'm having a really hard time with endings lately. Like, I can't even come up with a good spooky ending. I, there was a golden age of endings for Dead Rabbit Radio. There was a time where, I, after I got done doing an episode, I was like, oh, man, that ending was dope. That was like a little short story. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just some dude walking in with coffee. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Oh, Dead Rabbit, oh, man, I gotta figure something out about these endings. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one. credit card bill.